the rails review and discussion of horror, cult films, and cinema. This is that country. The science family. Want a date? You better get yourself a garlic t-shirt, buddy. My name is Warren. His name was Jason. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Call me Snake. The blackest eyes. Keep away. The sour is mine. With your host, Loki Jesse. Cap dead. Details later. And Tim. My <laughs> Hello, everybody! Welcome again to Troglodyte Podcast. I am Loki Jesse. Tim is still out on maternity leave, or um, I think he already came back for that. He's he's in the war. He's in the navy. In the navy. So um, today, following our trend from the previous episode, uh, we're gonna sit down and talk to. Fuck, I should have asked you this before we recorded. Oh. Jason Littman? Yes, that's Did I correct. say that right? Yeah, that's... Uh... I don't know why I was going to say Letterman. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, do you have a top 10 list? <laughs> um, I mean, I used to do lists. I haven't done that in a while, though. Yeah, I have yeah. a list, too, but like you know, it's something that's going to get me into trouble with the FBI if they oh. ever find it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a kill good. list. I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> I only play one on TV. So, um, yes, uh, we have with me um, Jason Littman, who is um, a local director. He just, um, your first film, right? No, no, I've actually done a couple of films. Uh, They've been more experimental. I did a a lot of uh, student work. Uh I I was in LA for a little bit. Oh. I didn't work on any major films, but I I did edit a few things that, uh, the episodes that I edited weren't that big, but other episodes had major stars, but I didn't get to touch that. Um, but I've I've done editing work. I've done directing. I've uh, done a couple of short films, but mostly experimental. I would say this is maybe, I guess, if you want to say first, it's maybe my first narrative uh, out of school. Cool. So yeah, that's cool. Well, um, now that's uh, thank you for that. Let's um let's just get into this as we already are, but. Um, so I like to, I like to steal this line from, um, I don't know if you ever heard this podcast called, uh, Best Films Never Made. They talk Best about, never made. they talk about films that never made it past the, the writing process, like all these unmade films that never got made, like just different films. Anyway, that being said, I just, um, tell us your secret origin story. I mean, like, how, well, did, how did you get into film? I was uh, experimented in a, in a vat, you know, in a container, and they did all these experiments on me and, and fused all these. Ma- no, yes. okay, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, when, when I hear origin story, I always think like X-Men or, yeah. or, or something like that, like uh, superheroes. So you show. weren't put on a no. rocket from a doom planet? <laughs> no, no. Your parents weren't gunned down in an alley? You weren't bitten by a radioactive spider? No, no, but my, uh, well, I mean, you have reality. A- Reality, my mother did pass away, but I, you know, that was, and I don't mean to bring it down, but that that didn't yeah. happen in real life. But um, I didn't get any secret powers or anything like that from it. Um, unfortunately, Sally. I'm sorry, I'm making making really no, dark jokes good. here. It's okay, but, you know, sadly, uh, um, my mom's still alive. I love you, yeah. mom. <laughs> she doesn't listen. Lo- to no, this. you love your mom. You love <laughs> yeah. your mom, definitely. Always, yeah, definitely. 
Um, so okay, so my origin as far as what exactly? Well, um, um, in the like, filmmaking. Like, how world? did you get into film? Because you just uh, mentioned that. Um, well, like, let's just start with the process. Like, like, where were you born? Like, I was born here in Laredo, Texas. Okay, and did you like always wanted to get into film? Like, I did hear a while ago that you you also play bass or guitar. I used to play guitar, and I, I played with different instruments. And I even now I, I mess with uh, a music software. Cool. And sometimes, so sometimes for the films, I, I'll make a uh, little, you know, certain sounds that I want. I want a particular sound or particular ambient piece. I'll, I'll make it cool. and, and put it in the film. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I would say I was always, I just always felt creative as a child. Right. And without really knowing it, I, I just was always into movies. Even as a kid, I loved watching Karate Kid. Um, I mean, I was in elementary school, and I'm watching, like, Terminator. Oh, this, the mic is falling. Whoa. So, let's see. Oh, here we go. Where's the... Oh, here we go. All right. I think we got this. I'm going to have to fire somebody who did this. <laughs> this is a shit show. <laughs> nah, <it's okay. laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, not, not in general. Like, you know, this is shit. How does it go? Like, okay. <laughs> This is all live, folks. We're on team. Yeah, it reminds me of this, this scene from Kentucky Fried Movie. Where the <laughs> I guy, was going to see that being, one. The guy, there's this guy. He's being interviewed, and then like the host just like he he passes out and gets a heart attack, and the guy <laughs> that's being interviewed just just goes in and like like hits him in the chest and brings him back to life. It's like <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, what were what were we saying? I okay, always wanted to see that one K- Kentucky Fried Movie. Like I heard like it's um. Oh god! Okay, it's like sketch we, comedy in, we, a, in a film. Yeah, it's like okay. I know we're going a little off track, but this is the basis mm-hmm. of the show. But yeah. it's funny you mentioned Kentucky Fried Movie because last night I was seeing this. Oh, uh, obviously on YouTube. Whoa! But like the wow. Hold on there. Pause the go. And we're back after that short intermission. Um, yeah, I got to fire the guy that said set this stuff up, man. Like, he's so... It was me. I can't fire myself. I'm the creator and producer of the show. Conundrum. So yes. an oxymoron there. Yeah, yeah. I am. So, <laughs> um, no, so I was saying that, like, um, I was seeing this um, behind the... It was talking about Movie 43, and it was talking about the shit show that it was to make oh, the film. Yeah. And how they originally... Wanted to be like the modern Kentucky, Kentucky Fried movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Jigsaw oh my vehicle. God. I, I did see that movie and I can't remember anything because it was just, I felt like there, there wasn't anything memorable in that movie. It was just, it, it sucked. Yeah. It everybody. did. That's why the the, the, yeah. the the thing was like, the guy wasn't going to do, um he didn't want to do like an actual review because everybody does review and all the reviews are terrible. Yeah. But I actually like that film. So he decided to do uh, something different with his um, with, with that video and to start talking about the production, the trouble it went through, like everything and how like all these big stars were there, but how they had to basically like like um, sign them on in advance and then play the guilt trip. Like, but you said oh, you were going to be in this film damn. and stuff like that, especially with Richard Gere. Richard Gere was like, no, 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 I won't do that. I'll do it, <laughs> like, but like, I'll only be available on this time in, in, in a year. They're like, okay. Yeah. And then he tried to get, I'm assuming he tried to get out of it by saying that I don't want to film in LA. I want to film in New York. And they uh, literally, yeah. like, move his skit to New York. 
I so, mean, yeah, no, yeah, from my understanding, it you know, if you're going to be in New York and, and from L.A., it's not that hard <laughs> to go. I mean, people know people across, yeah. so it, it's going to be easy. You know, if he had said, like, Alaska or, or Ohio, then, you know, I'm sure they were fucked then. They'd be like, oh, yeah, we don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's why they were talking about, that's why I bring them Kentucky Fried Movie. But I, I, that has to be one that I want to see because it has, like, all these... Um, I don't know. I like the old, I, I, sm- I like old school comedy. Like old school comedy because it's funny sometimes. Like the Marx Brothers, Three Stooges, yeah, Abbott and Costello, yeah. like that, that, that kind of, um, yeah, that floats my boat. But, um, going back on subject, this is why I have a format. <laughs> no, right. no, no problem. No, okay. No problem. So then, yeah. um, so then, like, you were doing, like, experimental films with, like, dissecting frogs and killing cats. Oh, wait, wrong person. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no killing. I have a cat. I yeah, I, I take great offense to that um, statement right there. Show's over. Thank you, thank you <laughs> yeah, for coming I'm by. Already. Goodbye. No, I, and I, I got a cat that I love very much. So What's, it, but, what's um, her name? Oh, their name. Oh, my God. I always get shit for this because I, 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 what I did was I looked it up on the internet because I, I was like, what the fuck do I name this cat? Like, <laughs> I'm looking at this cat. I'm like, what do I name this cat? And I, I looked up, what's a name for for somebody that's stubborn? And I looked, and, and the name that popped up was this name. Is It just said Nickel. Like, that's how you pronounce it, Nickel. Nickel. It's like Raquel, but Ni instead of Ra. Like, Nickel. I'm like, okay. Sounds uh, Russian. I, I don't, well, you know, I, I'm actually a quarter Russian, so maybe the, the, Maybe the internet knows that. Wow. And, and it's just like... Yeah. Skynet, man. <laughs> yeah. Skynet. So it's it's, it's kind of scary. But yeah, I, I, I was like, Nickel, or it was like, you know, I want to say it in Spanish, Nickel, Nickel, you know, like something like that. Yes. So I looked it up and, and, it, and, then, every, and then I'm like, and I just named her like that without thinking. I'm like, man, man, all these people are going to think I'm like pretentious, like pretentious. naming my cat a pretentious name you know like those people that name their kids like <laughs> weird things and i was like no i just i just googled this thing and looked up her personality and decided to name her that like well, that's what i found yeah well like you know we got celebrities that named their kids um apple apple that was from <laughs> that's Paltrow. exactly what I was and then um yeah. uh, nick cage he's a big comic book fan named this kid um Jarrell. That's a freaking awesome name, though. Actually, that's, that's a pretty cool. So, name. <laughs> um, again, going and this, this and, and this is why I do this show. Um, there was this film, no, no, there was this film I saw the other night with uh, a Spanish film, a Spanish horror Italian, um, from Paul Nietzsche, and one of the actors was their name Joe L, and then Joe L, Joe, but like yeah, like but like it was like a like a Spain name, but not just, Joel, not Joel or Joel. It's just Joe and then well, L. well, it was probably Joel. Joel, okay. But like, but like I I read it as Joel, oh, Joel. So I'm like, <laughs> and I'm thinking like Superman, but no, no, it was completely something else. Jor-El. But it's just like, you know, names are a funny thing. Yeah, actually, it's, yeah, Rose had got me that. Uh, well, I, I bought it from her. It was she had a shirt of Zod. Oh, it just says Neil. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, like son of Jarrell. Like, <laughs> I I was watching that recently to kind of nurse myself back to health. But um, yeah, yeah. One second. No. Okay, so um, okay, so going off from the names because we get so Jarrell, Jarrell, Jarrell. Um, so then um, your Zod. your film, <laughs> your like the um, what 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 just like like so you what 
made you want to start like doing these experiment going from experimental to narrative or were you doing something in between like how did that all long story short too late how did it all start for you going going into narrative well yeah. i did i did a few narratives in in college and i just noticed that you know doing more experimental stuff was a lot easier to do and and you know just a lot more to play with the creativity you know just cuz you can you can kind of you know just oh you know i'm just going to make whatever the i'm going to smear feces on a canvas you know and yeah. make something out of it but um no uh, um but you know get, getting getting back to to the, the actual subject um this one i actually you know i was thinking that this was going to be experimental as yeah. well but you know we this uh we got partnered up and you know my my partner was isabella guardiola and she what she did was was these were these underground uh comic books like you know like these cartoons there and they're very much like it looked like it took heavy inspiration from fritz the cat okay so you know she would do these cartoons and they're you know they're very dirty and perverted and stuff um you know she and she wanted to do something re- related and i'm like man I, you know i don't i can't think of anything off the top of my head so she just, she just started asking me questions and as i was answering them she was just writing stuff down and those you know those kind of became the idea for the for the movie cuz originally the movie was going to be about some guy that you know he was an alcoholic and not that i'm an alcoholic but no, it's um, five o'clock somewhere yeah. she wanted to make a vice you know she she wanted to to give this this person a vice but but um someone that that she was like okay so someone comes back to laredo some but you know somebody it something brings somebody back you know it's just so we're just brainstorming on this thing yeah and it goes back and forth for a little bit so you know we're and then we make it like some alcoholic he's not even from laredo but something brings him here. So, hey, what brings him here? Oh, maybe he's got a dad that, you know, lives here or something that he doesn't know. And then, it, you know, and he meets this prostitute and then it messes him up because, you know, the, you know, the prostitute, you know, he's one of the Johns or something like that, you know, like. Yeah. But then, you know, we, we had the audition process and that changed everything because uh, we, you know, we had this, this girl come in because when she had made the flyers, she she just put a young, you know, young actors needed. And for some reason, I, I, you know, I read it like all half-assed something. Oh, okay. You know, like young adults or whatever. She's in college. She's posting these things in, in college. So we're going to be okay. Um, and then this 15 year old comes in and audition. like, she brings her mom and she looks older, but I remember she had also sent a link to a film that she did. And I was like, you know, she's, you know she's good, but something's a little off about the film. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, because it was about La Llorona, and she played La Llorona, and then lo and behold, when she came in, she came in with her mom. I'm like, "How old are you?" Like, <laughs> it's like 15. I'm like, "That's what was wrong with the film." She was, you know, she was a 15. Well, I don't know. Maybe back in the day, that's how it was. So, you know, that that I I don't want to throw that film under the bus or anything, but you know, because that could have been it. But you know, she 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 was. You know, she was a teenager, and she felt like a teen. Even when she did the audition, she did it like a teenager, and, and but she did it like a teenager, and it, it felt real. And we're like, wait a minute, like 
she's good, but I don't think she's going to be able to be in the movie because of the mature content and, and stuff. Like, right. you know, she can't be this, this other person. And then Isabella thinks, like, wait, what if I rewrite it? Like, what if this is a runaway? Yeah. And then, the you know, she meets up with a prostitute. We still do the crazy, you know, scene with the prostitute and, and, you know, the trippy stuff. But, you know, this kid gets some weird life lesson out of it or something like that. Or, like, yeah. like And then so the next week we spent the whole week, a few days, no, well, Spent the whole week planning, and then we took a few days to actually write the script. Uh, she wrote most of the meat of it. Um, I, you know, I helped her find it here. I, I added a few lines, um, helped name the characters. She named Kitty. I named Chicle. <laughs> um, and then we decided that the the character was we the main character was not going to have her name. Like we just call her Runaway. Yeah. Like let's not mention her name. You know, oh. like you that's know, pretty I, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like I forgot what film that I saw for. They have a character, but they never say his name throughout the whole film. They just even in the credits, they just say the man or the stranger or something. Oh, uh, there's there's Clint a, Eastwood, man with no name. Oh, there, yeah, yeah, there's that one, the <laughs> Clint Eastwood, man with no name. But there's another recent one. Uh, and there's oh, like there's, yeah, some, there's there's a million there's out a there. Of those. Yeah, there's a couple. But when um when I had um her like rose on here mm-hmm. uh for the, the a previous episode at the time of recording it mm-hmm. was it's last week but to, to you all it's last week to me it's like four months ago. Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah. But um. But no, like uh when she told me in the premise, it kind of reminded me of of Gloria the the because like there's a which one's gloria no it's a it's a it's a film that was in the 70s or 60s and then it was remade in the 90s with sharon stone but it's a prostitute that kind of has to take care of a little kid well it it, it well just the idea yeah. kind of reminded me of it but the the narrative is totally different it's like yeah i would i would say that's the backbone but because i i think i feel like what we did with this film was just to try to show how weird and fucked up laredo is Okay, and I hate to to say that and try to throw Laredo under under the bus, but that's okay. I do. We, I mean, I do too. <laughs> but I I know that a lot of people come in, in in defense of Laredo, like, oh no, like it's get out of here if you don't like it so much. I'm like, dude, that, this is why I have a problem. Is is that I'm from here. I wanna I want this place to be awesome, you know? Yeah. But it, we have to realize that at the end of the day, there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens here in Laredo. Yeah. And we, we tried to reflect that. Like, at first, we were kind of like, you know, it, you know, me and Isabella were like, we felt like the oddballs, you know, being here in Laredo. And it's like, but it's kind of weird, you know, like, how, like why does this place kind of shun, shun you if you're a little bit different? Like, it, it doesn't embrace. Well, that's the thing yeah. that, like, that's a, that always happens in small towns or small cities. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just here. It's like, no, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, every, it's every small town and small and, city. And we had I mean, that discussion. I mentioned that to her because I, I said it's not limited to Laredo. You know, that this mentality, this, it's more of a small city mentality. But there's something else with Laredo being it a border town. Yeah. And being in on, on I-35, this, this is the biggest import exporting uh, one of the bigger cities for for that, yeah. But yet, the city itself does not reflect that, and that's I think that's where the frustration it's and that lies. Like stuck within it's like its its own um, time frame time. Yeah, like um, yeah, like stuck within its own time. I'll, I'll say it like that. That's I think think of. But like there was this book I read it's more a while. Like stale, oh, yeah, yeah. There's this book I read a while back called "I'll Be There." Um, 
talks about this girl that's gonna go to college because he wants to it's it's happens in, in a california in a california town that's like like a desert california town she wants to get out everybody's there stuck in their ways mm-hmm. but she just she doesn't want to be part of it and that's the same premise like for every other town in even in middle america okay yeah. you, ever, you ever see this film from harmony kane called gummo no, but that title does sound familiar. It's a f- like it's a well, it's a total. It's a film where it's totally. It, it was just follow up to kids, but it. it oh, okay. It's basically the the net, the the thing is that like after the hurricane that hit it, the town has never been the same. It's just like you know stuck in a. It's just it's just like stuck in a. In a certain period of time, yeah. For nobody, it, 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 it the way that I saw the description in one review, it was like a slow stagnation of death. Not that, not that that's Laredo, <laughs> no. but you know the stagnation to evolution. You know what stagnation of death? Keep that in mind because there are some shots in this film that yeah. speak more than the film itself. Like, um. Um, well, I guess I will get into it. He just paused right now. but uh, well, no, sta- cool. Stagnation of death. Okay, so th- there's some shots. And, and, like, I zoom in on these buildings. And it's it's almost like it's it's all hyped up. We're playing Beethoven music because yeah. we're using a lot of public domain stuff. But we're, I'm using it wisely. Like, you know, I found a Beethoven piece. Uh, I, I can't remember which symphony it was. But it was done by a high school band. Yeah, so it's a little detuned, and I was like, "Dude, this!" It, it got a low rating on that thing, but it worked perfect for this movie because I felt like that kind of represented this place a little bit. Um, and we're zooming in on these 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 famous buildings here in Laredo that are all closed down, like, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, "You're talking about that, you know? What was the phrase you just used? Stagnation of death. Stagnation of death." Yeah. And it's 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 like you mentioned that and I'm thinking about those shots of those buildings that yeah. are just they were staples of Laredo and now they're just abandoned. Like Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like um, in my work I'm a delivery person, that's all I'll say about that. Mm-hmm. It's not that good, not that bad, it's there. But when I'm going passing by Market Street, there is this like old house, like it, it would have looked like a old Victorian Southern house. Mm-hmm. And it has it's two floors and there used to be a a second floor balcony, but it's oh. all just like f- there's nothing there. All that's there is just like you see, like the wood that's there. It's like it's already gone. But like I don't oh, even know if anybody yeah, lives yeah, there. Yeah. But like it's just there. It is oh, on Market sad, Street, man. Yeah, and but, we have so much history here, and it, it's just it, it just I feel like it, everything just gets put in limbo. Yeah, here and it's like, dude, like. Are you guys gonna shit or get off the pot? Like, do something. Like, I don't know. It's, it, I, I, you know, that's my frustration with this place. It's, it's like you, you grow up here and, and you, you want it to be better. I guess. Yeah. What is? It's like, um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this. Like in a uh, folklore mm-hmm. or folk tales. It's just because I saw this documentary a while back. Um, Woodlands, Dark, and Days. So I, I forgot what it's. It's a film about folk horror, folklore, and horror. Oh, interesting! And it's always about that the old generation doesn't want to progress. They're like, they're like 
they're like comfortable in their ways. Yeah, yeah. And then when the young generation tries to improve or move, it's like, you know, they're the outsiders and they have to, you know, protect their ways or they feel that kind of like, oh, my God, there's like so much into this. We're, <laughs> this is why I love the show. We go off the rails. <laughs> but, um, but it's just, again, like, new, the new always, old is afraid of the new, basically. Yeah. And to the progress is not, is like, you know, the way of life is in a place where they are content and satisfied. And just a slight change, everybody goes crazy. Because a slight change, you know, it, it feels like it's chaos. Well, I, I will say there's a devil's advocate to that. And, and um, for that, I'm also thinking about buildings that kind of lose their charm. Yeah. Because they renovate it, but they renovate it and, and they they almost, they, they change the personality of yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I've noticed that, that there's a lot of that here. Like, oh man, like, I, I hate to do it because i went to lc well it was lcc when i went yeah i remember it was ljc before that yeah um but i went to lc recently you know to, to meet with the, the collaborator and i was there and, and when i went to the kazen center i was like what the hell like you know and it, it you know it seems more convenient and definitely yeah that's that's great that that there's a lot more things that the students can do there but it's it's almost like they changed the structure. Like it, it felt a little too sterile at the same time too. Like uh, yeah. something got lost there, and the library too. I was like, it, it was weird because it, it was like they they improved the functions of the library, and I felt like, wow, this is great. You know, they now there's like all these more more study rooms. There's a place, computer lab here. Like this is awesome, but at the same time, like it does not. It lost that that a uh, personality that the place had before yeah yeah i remember when i was go when i was at the lc like um uh, well, lcc or whatever um like the case in like you know was like i was there like in from 2000 2003 all the way up until 2004 mm -hmm. well no sorry 2006 uh, anyway like the case in was like the outside the case in was like the spot for like everybody with like you know like one side was um I'll say like the preppies and stuff, and the other side was. Oh my god! I, well, I know like, well, the preppies and stuff, now. and then the other side was like you know the punk rockers, the metalheads, you know, like it, so, and everybody was like you know the, the smoking cigarettes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word when it's when it's ah, I can't. It's kind of high school. Word right now. Well, yeah. it's kind of like when high school. Clickish. Yeah, the when, click. when clicks. I'm like, dude, there's there was that that that's crazy, man. I okay, that's the one good thing. I feel that that is slowly going away now. Yeah, clicks. So I, I can, you know, that that's the one good thing about Laredo. <laughs> that's, but I mean, that should have been done well, with a while back. They they kind of aren't going away. Like really? they're not away. They're just they're just more space for them in areas. Oh, I gotcha. Like gotcha. like there are certain, and I don't want to, um, I don't want to name some places or some groups, mm -hmm. but they're now. So I'll say this off the air, or I could just say them now and bleep it out later and edit. Okay. <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever you want, man. This is your show. I know. But I, I no, would no, say no, the no, more, no. yeah, the more uh, controversy, uh, the better. But yes, yeah, you, you no, do no, want to no. be I'll, careful. I'll, yeah. I'll be careful because, mm -hmm. like you know, like I am trying to like establish the show mm -hmm. somewhat. <laughs> I don't know. This is, yeah. I'm not saying this is a shit show. I'm just saying that, like, con like Eric Bischoff says, controversy creates cash, mm -hmm. and also stealing from Easy E. 
well, yeah, Eric Bischoff. Um, you know, you could there's you could either be Eric, this. He's the, he's guy from the NWA. Yeah. What, the, what the, I know, I know. So, Eric so, Bischoff. So, but this guy also went. No, oh. well, like sometimes he would, sometimes in the in the they would ref, it would that's once in a while they refer to him as Easy. I didn't know that. But um, so he stole that from NWA. He's rest of He steals a lot of stuff. Wow, dude. dude. Well, they mentioned something, but on some, <laughs> sometimes they'll call him ATM Eric because there was the according to the wrestling lore that like he had like um he had his hands he he had you know he was able to like still rest well you know like basically like turn a game a blank check to sign anybody. Oh, That's shit. the the myth, but okay. it's not true. But you know, there's two ways when it comes to uh, content. Well, I'll say I'll, I'll paraphrase it. You could either be different than or the same. Yeah, and it's it's no use being. If you do the same, then it's just you know going to be boring in an echo chamber. But if you're different than, then you know. People will talk about, you know, people will get, it will get people interested. Like, this is slightly different. Yeah. So there's like, you know, you could either be different, you could be the same or different, um, as, as all things. But yeah, um, going, going back, um, yeah, there's just like, each place has your own little, each establishment, each establishment has their own, Little click and group. Uh, I guess okay. you could say regu- I you. regulars. I got, I got you. Yeah, I see what you mean. So and and there's like a lot of um. Again, it's just like the it's it's adulthood, oh but it's God. like the next level of high school. I just had an epiphany. Are we turning clicks into cults now? <laughs> Shit. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, as the as cult film interview says, if you're gonna join a cult, make sure they watch good films. True. <laughs> but um okay um <laughs> let me uh reel <laughs> us back in yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just reel us back in for this stuff no okay problem. so um like um what 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 are your when it comes to like um creating just what are your inf- inspirations i just i don't want i'm not gonna say like a fancy question or anything just like what are your inspirations like you know like what what directors actors like you know, just like what john yeah what 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 does this go with directors what directors inspire your work or what films of theirs kind of like do you see yourself wanting to do something in the near future? Damn, okay. Okay, so so the directors, man, I don't know if anybody's going to know any of these people, but I, I know them. You never know, dude. Like, and and uh, people you know, hear this, people will hear this show as far as Australia. You know, and everybody everybody goes straight for Kubrick and uh, yeah. Tarantino, which I do like, and I'm not putting them down. I I. I hold them to high regard although kubrick was a bit of an asshole oh yes i mean look what he did to shitty duvall oh yeah he messed her up yeah um poor thing but um you know i i appreciate those movies are freaking great they're phenomenal even one of my favorite movies now is uh once upon a time in hollywood i really love it and then even being there in hollywood for a bit it it you know when i watched this movie it, it felt a little more personal in a sense but anyways my directors i would Want to go with uh, Andre Andre Tarkovsky? He's a Russian director. He did uh, Solaris and Stalker, and a lot of people haven't seen that. I but I somebody had introduced me to this guy, and I, I saw this this one. Those was, was about a monk called uh, the movie was called Andre Rublev, and it it was just like you know there, there was just a lot of lingering scenes where it's just silence and and just visual stuff and and that's yeah. what i loved about this this director so much and i'm like that's what i want to do and obviously i couldn't do 
too much of that with this film because it's a 10 minute film we got to tell the story yeah um no. go ahead no go ahead. there is this film i don't know who the director was wait i think mm-hmm. i do called enter the void it was like a four oh. hour film that guy Gus. All the all those film snobs are gonna hate me for not knowing that guy's name. But yeah, Gus, I'm, I'm Gus gonna Fons- look it up right now. Sant? I think so. Yeah, because that was uh, here it is, 2009. Enter the Void. I never got to see that one. Yeah, Gaspar Noel. Oh, Gaspar. I always get Gaspar Noel and Gus Van Sant uh, confused. Um, he also did Irreversible, right? Yes. Man, that was a freaking hard movie and to watch. Climax. This guy is just obsessed with. You know. I actually like Climax. <laughs> I need to. I need to see Climax. It's I, pretty good. And I haven't the, seen Enter the Void either, but I remember I was like, you know what? I want to see that because of all the colors and shit. I remember because like mm-hmm. my friend at the time, like she was, she, she was like all into like the the films, like a lot of like indie stuff and like uh, all these like films. I remember like when I downloaded that. Yes, I did it illegally. Sorry. Um, I don't have the copy anymore. Um, I'll, I'll get okay, that. Okay. By, by the way, I, I want to make I want to make an announcement because these people need to put these films out because sometimes we can't even buy them. We have to download them because we can't. You don't give us you don't you don't give us the material to buy it. Yeah. So there you go. I, I saved your ass. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but like I remember, like she wanted to see it, so like you know I got it, and I was like. What the hell is this? And I know that, and we saw it at another friend's house, mm-hmm. and I could tell that that friend's boyfriend was kind of like, "What the fuck is this?" And <laughs> oh he was already he was already tripping on weed, so it's kind of oh, like, no. it was, it it like, it still didn't make sense to him. I don't know. Like it, it was a long movie, and like I thought, like by the end of the night, we weren't gonna. I thought the next day we were gonna he see went something. Into a whole time paradox. With yeah, that. and then and then it turns out that the next day we ended up finishing the movie. Oh, but. <laughs> the next- uh, but uh, okay, so continue on. Um, oh, oh. Okay. But like, I never uh, those Russian direct that Russian that first one you mentioned. I'm gonna have to look him up because I'm kind of interested. Yeah, he's he's a Russian director. He's only he only did a few movies, but holy shit, dude! Like that that was just like really good stuff. Like it, it's it's you know it gives you a mind gasm where you're just kind of blown away. Like how like you know there's it's it's just I don't know. Anyway. So then there's Jonathan Glazer, who's only done a very few films. He actually, okay, so this director, his most, I, I would say his most famous video is that Jamiroquai video. Oh. Where you know, he's, he's, you know, going through the floor or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, this guy, this director directed, um, there's a movie called Birth, which I've only seen once, which is pretty interesting. Um, oh, but, with Nicole Kidman. Yes, but the movie—the movie I really enjoyed out of his was *Sexy Beast*, because that one showed like Ben Kingsley in this different light. Like you know, Ben Kingsley's was playing all these noble characters. Yeah, and in this movie, he just plays the biggest piece of shit and makes you fucking hate him in oh, wow. the movie, and it, it's does such a great job. And and then Jonathan Glazer's like his his. Uh, he did a lot of music videos, this guy. Yeah. Great music videos. Um, he did this one with Uncle with a K where, where this guy keeps getting hit by a car in a tunnel and it's just like, what the fuck? Oh, he, damn. he did uh, some of the Radiohead, one of the Radiohead videos where, you know, it, it has the it has the radio, like the, the band members, like they're, they're just kind of in the foreground and then the background's going in slow motion. It's like, what? Like... 
He's just, he's he's visually creative. He also did uh, the movie called Under Under the Skin. Yeah, Jennifer uh, Scarlett Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, which which that wasn't that was like one of those I was like, what the fuck? Like he ends and just leaves you WTF, you know? Yeah. Um. So he's another like big inspiration. And then there's uh Nicholas. Let's see how, how to pronounce this guy's name. Nicholas Vinding Refn. Ref Ref. Nicholas Vinding Ref Refn. Uh, he's the guy he did uh, Drive. Oh. And Bronson and Neon Demon. And I actually I went, see Neon Demon. I went to L.A. to see Neon Demon, and I got to meet this guy. But it was so awkward because they, they herded us like cattle because they were forced. They were like, okay, guys, we need to get going and stuff. And I and I met the dude, and I just totally pussed out, man. I was just like, hey, hey, yeah, nice to meet you. Um, Yeah, okay. Can I have a picture with you? Okay. <laughs> like, I, and I never get star. Like, I, I ran into different people over there, and I, I wouldn't say that I'd gotten starstruck. But with this dude, I, I just I just fucking my out-of-body experience, you know? It was like, what the fuck? It happens. Yeah. Like, I, I know um, when I started, well, when I started going, well, how can I say this? When I was doing the conventions, mm-hmm. and I, you know, started going to, like, the celebrities, it was kind of like the the first time around. I was kind of like nervous. I didn't know what to say. Like the anxiety is like kind of like uh uh uh, and it was very hard. But like you know, after a while, you kind of just you know just you just kind of like just it just becomes normalized basically. Yeah, it's just a, it's just another person, you know. They yeah, just, they just have this status. I think um, the one that was I was really nervous was when because I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Oh, so when I met um, Capaldi on the twelfth. Oh, like shit. I um I kind of wrote down what I was gonna say, but still like I was like nervous and stuff. But like he was Damn, pretty dude. cool, and you know he was like you know I'm not one special, and like you know like you know thank you for being here too, and yeah. And then when I when I went to do the photo out with him, like he remembered me, like you know a lot of all the people he remembers. If I'm ask if he asked me, if I, sorry, he asked if I'm doing okay. So it was just like kind of like I think because like in between him of the other people that I met, I was nervous, but. I was okay. Mm-hmm. After, uh, when I met him, I was super nervous, but I became okay. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, I just like, just like, you know, there's like anybody else. Yeah, yeah. I think with, with him, I think maybe it was also because of the, the fact that they were kind of forcing us, like, you know, they're kind of hurting us out like cattle. Yeah. It almost became like an autopilot. And I was well, like, man, I didn't get, you know, I couldn't just stay there and ask this guy any questions. It's like, okay, let me just get a picture with this dude. Yeah. Like, It happens, dude, because, yeah. like, you know, whether it's the premieres mm-hmm. or the conventions, you're always, you know, they try not to rush you, but no. you feel rushed. But he was the nicest dude, man. Like, he, I, I think he could sense that I was having, like, yeah. and he's like, yeah, he's like, and then he takes a picture, yeah, put up your hands like like this, like, it's like, this is the, you know, the, I don't know what he said, Chinese symbol of something. Yeah. I feel bad. Not. I mean, I, I wasn't all there. It happens. So, yeah. But and I just remember, and I'm like, man, I look, I look normal in the picture, but, but I swear I wasn't there. But if you meet him again, you know, this is a great story to tell him. Like, yeah. you know, to, to like to start conversation or just to bring it up in conversation, and you're gonna you're get like, to ask. Actually, those questions. met you before, but you don't remember me. But yeah, <laughs> look, we got this picture. 
Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I remember you. Bullshit, you do not remember me, man. I'll I'll come all that shit. I would, but I I I can't say that I'm ever gonna meet this guy again. But in, in, it would be awesome if I did. You never know, dude. Yeah. Like you know, like things. If, you know, if, the, I would love to be this dude's apprentice. That's for sure. I mean, like, I gonna make a reference, you know. But like, everything has its time, you know. And like, you know, like, um, so the doctor fan. No, but like. You know, no, no, everything comes around in full circle. So, like, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, well, continue on with your list. I'm sorry. Okay, so there, w- there was a P.T. Anderson. That guy did, he did Magnolia Boogie Nights. Oh. And uh, There Will Be Blood and <laughs> The Master. So, I, I, and that, that's also, like, another person that does lingering shots. You know, he sticks with visual and and it just kind of lingers, and you just kind of think about it a little bit. Um, David Lynch, oh, uh, of definitely. Ooh, excuse me, I'm burping here. That's okay. Uh. Uh, um, <laughs> going back to PT, like he did um, one of my recent favorite films, Licorice Pizza. Oh my god, I didn't know how to think about that film. Like, honestly, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, but like, since I went to go see that film, and I saw the relationship. Mm-hmm. between between them i was like oh my god like this is so me and my complicated so-called oh ex. my god it's like you know like oh shit Sorry. it's okay it's like we um like we get in an arguments we fight we stop talking and then we come back and then yeah it was just terrible but he's a he's a narcissistic toxic bitch. So it's 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 a good thing that like um I finally like cut the cord on that because he's not worth my time. But this film kind of reminded me of that situation. I think what it, what I liked most about Licorice Pizza was um the aesthetic like the the aesthetic that that rich like that seventies look. Yes, that it had. I'm like it, it just that's what I miss about L A. Yeah, was the timelessness about these places like you know that these pl- places were you know upkept. And everything, but they didn't lose that quality that they had. Like you know, it still had that soul yeah. from what it ha- was before. Um, but anyway, yeah. um, and then I was gonna. So I had mentioned David Lynch. You know, just yeah. his craziness, his absurdity, uh, his his visuals and all that. But uh, this other one, this this one's a big influence. Even though this guy, I don't think he's done a he's never done a single feature length film. Uh, Chris Cunningham, he's the one that did a few of those Aphex Twin videos. Um, he actually did work on special effects for, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, um, Alien Resurrection. Oh. So the alien that's kind of humanoid, I, yeah. I believe that's his because it looks a lot of like his other shit in his music videos. And supposedly that he was working on AI when Stanley Kubrick was going to be working on it. So cuz AI was directed by uh, Steven Spielberg, yeah. but but you know, uh Kubrick kind of passed him the torch like, "You know what? You go ahead and do this." Yeah. So Chris Cunningham worked on 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 the ro- robotics. I think he was he was trying to work on the robotics for AI, which eventually inspired him to do that Bjork video where where, you know, she's the ro- she's two robots and they're make she's making out with herself. Pretty much, interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's an old music video, but this, yeah, this this dude just was something, you know, heavily inspiring more in the editing, I would say, because he cuts to beats and sounds, 
and then that's what I learned to do, and it just adds a, a more of an impact on with editing. And then you know him being a director and an editor, it's like that's what I do. It's it's I, you know, I direct, and sometimes a lot of the magic come. Not that the magic's not there with with the directing, but there's there's more magic with the editing as well. well. That's funny. Let let me segue a little ahead of us mm-hmm. to that because. Um, that's one thing I put in our format about, um, storytelling oh, yes, and yes. editing. Like, and you are so right about that because editing is where it comes alive. Mm-hmm. I know that when I do, when I edit the, the, the audio and the show, like, that's where it all comes together, you know, like, you know, putting the opening music, taking out, you know, some of the slurs or whatever. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, just, just cutting out that, it just like, putting it all together i mean like how like do you how do you do you enjoy that because i know i do for the most part yeah um it's it's hard when there's a time crunch yeah um like like with this movie because what happened was i had to switch editing software um because i well i mean it it was it was a conscious decision because i i was i was already watching tutorials on davinci resolve and I had been using uh, Premiere Pro before that. And I saw what DaVinci Resolve could do, and I got the paid version of it, which which has a, a few more bells and whistles there. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, this is what I need, you know, for sure. Yeah, I have to use this. But it, it was a little bit of a learning curve. Like, you know, I, I, I feel like maybe if I hadn't edited before, I would, it would have take it would have screwed me over. But just because I already knew how to edit, it, it that kind of helped. But it's still, there was still a learning process and trying to get the rhythm of the edit because I felt like that was a little interrupted because I, I had it was like learning and oh I need to go look at a tutorial. How do I yeah. do this? It's like okay I I you know it's like I watched it I remember, but I don't remember how to execute it. Okay I need right. to go back. So there there was a lot of that, but um. You know, I like to use a lot of flashing lights in, in my edits. I, you know, I, I just like to startle with the edit yeah, a little bit more just to kind of wake people up, you know, like, whoa, you know. Yeah, because um, I know when, um, when, I, when I was in the, in the process of starting the, the show, uh, I, I looked at uh, so many tutorials. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my, since I'm a, you know, since I'm on a budget, I'm not, I'm on a poor man's budget. Oh, but same, like, but like same, I use um, I use same, a, same a, thing a, here. Audacity, and I've been using it for the past five I years. I still use Audacity. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, but like, yeah, like that's so many YouTube tutorials. It's just like uh, my first recorder was like one of those little handheld recorders, but like you could connect the XRR <laughs> oh, yeah. cables and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I did like my first test recording. I was like, why is it like in mono and this and that? Like, what do I do? What do I do? Just went on YouTube, YouTube. Like, I just figured a lot of stuff out. And it's just like when you want to learn, you pick it up right away. Yeah. Like, that, that's the, like, was, did you feel something like that? Like, when you were looking at those tutorials, were you able to pick it up right away or did it take time? Oh, you know, it, it was kind of somewhere in between because I, I felt like, as I was watching, I was like, oh, I could do that. But then when I got there, I was like, oh, shit, I need to look back. I need to look back yes. and do it. But I picked up a lot, but I still feel like after this movie, I, I want to I wanna go back and, and play with some things a little bit more. 
but take my time with it because you know this was like okay this I got to learn this okay I got this I got this okay it's it's just figure out the things that I need as I need them but not get the whole crash course you know what I mean it, it was it was just kind of pick and choose yeah and and this is this is it like and if you don't know how to do this then learn it later <laughs> or, or or learn it right now if you need it like where do you, because uh, like you had mentioned, you had done the experimental um, filming, mm-hmm. and was it a challenge to you to go from experimental to a narrative style film? Not at all. Well, yes. Yes and no. But the thing is, I had already done narratives, and I, I went to San Marcos. I got my theater degree there. Cool. And I we directed plays, which I, I don't like plays. I really don't. But I took that as an opportunity like you know what if i can direct a, a fucking play i can i can do movies i can do film that, yeah. that that's gonna be a lot better a lot more flexibility with film but with this this one this this narrative because it became bigger and you know I, I was thinking that if we do narrative like one maybe two people at the top so we can control the stuff e- easily but then we had crew members that wanted people that wanted to come in be uh, crew members and it's like, oh, you know, awesome. You know, we need all the help we can get. It's just me and Isabella. Like, we're, we're a skeleton crew. Yeah. Um, so we had uh, um, this guy come in, uh, David Bettis, who had worked on a – thank you. He worked on a few uh, things uh, with his buddies and stuff. But I, I didn't know, you know, I, I didn't know where he was at, what his level was. But I didn't care because I needed the help. Right. Like, you know. If, you know, if he wasn't at that level, it's like, well, okay, well, you know, this is just, okay, show him what to do kind of thing. But I, you know, I, he, he was pretty good and I trusted him. And then the other person we got was uh, Edgar Rodriguez. And he was a cinematographer, uh, well, not, well, director of photography. That's the correct term, director of photography. Um, is there a difference or is this a, a different? Uh, I, you know what? I, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, even though I'm a film person, it's. I want to say it's practically the same thing, but I I think I I, I don't know. Uh, there there is a slight. It's, it's the way it's used or something like yes. that. The way the term is used, but uh, our credited we credit him as director of photography. He's he was this uh, guy just out of Nixon. He just graduated from Nixon. Oh, and uh, he did a film, and he said like, yeah, you know, I used to, you know, he 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 did an audition. But he said, you know, he's just kind of like, you know what? I don't really want to be in the movie. I kind of just want to help out with it. So apparently that was his plan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was that was his whole plan. And we're like, hell yeah. Like, and it's like, oh, you know what? You know, you know, whether or not we didn't know what, what, you know, he was capable of. But he was in either way because we needed help. Yeah. And, you know, we had to let them know, like, well, you know, this is, this is a volunteer thing. You know, they, they paid us, uh, Mira paid us a commission for it, but most of that commission went to everybody's food yeah. and the supplies that that was needed uh, for the film itself. So it, it, it wasn't like we could just go in and pay everybody on a, on a salary or anything like that. So it was all volunteer work. But okay, so anyway, this guy, Edgar, he, you know, we asked him, I go, I heard he was a director of photography and he uses the same camera that I do. Let's ask him to send some stuff. So we asked him, and he sent he sent us a few links of his works, and we were just fucking blown away. We're like, "Holy shit!" Like, 
this this guy's good. Like like yeah. he 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 really made the the picture look really good on on. And this was a high school film. I was like, damn, like this kid does better than some of these college kids. Like what the hell? Like yeah. So we got him in. We signed him up right away. And uh, I did notice that you know at the beginning I, I felt like you know they were a little they were a little timid. And I guess because they didn't know the way, the way it worked. And, you know, I just wanted everybody, to, yeah, you know, you got an idea, just throw it out there, man. Like, they tell me, if something's not working for you, let me know. Like, you know, tell me right away. And, and you know, that just became part of the process. Like, uh, just, you know, because it, it's it's a team. It's it's an ensemble. Yeah. If, if somebody's having a problem, we got to fix it. Like, you know, we, we need to address it or something. That's Yeah, that's cool because, so. like, that's one thing that I ask um, – her locker when she was on the show, mm-hmm. you know, when she was saying, I'll see like, um, well, she saved our ass yes. in this film. Yeah. Like, and now, <laughs> not, cause like, I know like, um, well, you know, like there's been stories, um, in the, just in the world of Hollywood, you know, about, you know, actors and directors, you know, butting heads over, mm-hmm. you know, styling or storytelling or ideas or things like that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, obviously like, this isn't, this isn't that level, but still, like, you know, you were grateful. It sounds like you were grateful for her input. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because the thing is, it needed to seem very organic. And, you know, like, I wasn't married to the, like, you know, it's not, it's not fucking Shakespeare, you know? Yeah. You know, we, we wrote the script. We wrote it kind of, we didn't even write it in a, in a whole proper form. We did the, the screenplay format. Yeah. But we put in a bunch of stuff that usually does not go in a screenplay format for for our discretion because it's like we got to get this out we got to write this thing and, and just put it together there were there were even typos in the script you know uh my name was even misspelled on the script <laughs> i'm like what the hell like no it's okay uh but we we just had to get this thing out so um and she had you know a few suggestions there you know like what if i i say and you know just the fact that she was really into the script, I was I was just happy. Yeah, because you know, just just before that, the, you know, a person had canceled out. You know, she 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 dropped out, and and you know, I'm not trying to throw her under the bus or everything, because it did sound like something something that kind of brewed, and eventually just kind of like, oh, you know what, you know, she, she wanted she, a traitor, didn't she? Huh, bitch. No, no, no. And I cannot. No, I, I still, I still have to thank that person because she, you know, she, she wanted a bowl of <laughs> a green M and M's, and when those terms weren't agreed upon, <laughs> oh she's God. like, "Fuck you all! I <laughs> want my fucking bowl of green M and M's." I wish it was like that, you know, because that would have been like funnier and, and and just no. But I, I think you know, she was going through some personal stuff, and and it, you know, like. She didn't say that exactly, but I could kind of tell from from what she was saying. I was like, "Oh, okay, I, I see what's." And she's like, "You know, like I hate to be unprofessional or anything." I was like, "Okay, no, 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 like, all right, you know, like thanks, thanks for telling us, and you know, but but it was that day, you know, it was still like well, we gotta we gotta replace something. The show you must know, we, go on. Yeah, the show's got to go on. I mean, and then Rose uh, ran ran into me at the at a Footlocker. Footlocker, yeah." Jack in the Box, uh, no Jardin, Jardin uh, Contreras, which these these people are really good friends of mine. I go, yeah, go support your local bars. Go over there to Jardin Contreras. Pulling in a plug for these people, yay! Because um, yeah, no, I, I I haven't been there because I, I 
I'm I'm very introverted, believe it or not. Oh no, I am. Too. So I I can't I can't do the weekends, and and you know I've told them this, uh, but you know I'm, I've been to all these other places, so you know I'm hoping they're not like scratching their heads, raising their eyebrows, like no, I love you guys, Arvin, I love you guys. No, I'm anyway. the same way. Like I I I rarely go out unless I have to. Uh-huh. Like I um uh. Like my ex best friend, bitch. Like she kind of like got me out of my um, show. To mm-hmm. she's a narcissistic bitch. Did I say mm-hmm. that? I say that. Um, but yes, like it was kind of, it was kind of fun, but it really wasn't me. Uh-huh. And I just felt so depressed at the end of the night. That's just you know my insecurities in me. Yeah. But um, after I cut that toxic bitch out of my life, like you know I've. I felt more me and comfortable just, you know, just being at home she watching was, a film. Yeah, she was bringing you down then. Yeah, yeah. like, and then, um, and, uh, what's it called? And then, uh, when I wanted to do this show, I'm like, you know, because it was, you know, my feel of my love and stuff like that, but it just kind of like, fuck, I'm going to have to promote it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, then, that's how I feel about this, this movie because we're, we're just, we're dead. We're like, what? What is that? The Lord of the Rings reference that we're like, butter scraped on oh. toast or something like yeah. thin. I'm sorry, not like, a, yeah. another rings. I don't know that many oh, ring okay. references. Okay. Star Wars, yes. I know Star Wars. I know. Star yeah, Wars. Back to the Future, yes. Back to the Future, nice. Yeah, uh, but anyways, Harry Potter, no. Yeah, her was 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 there at at the bar, and she's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like. Like man, you know, I'm, I I'd say I'm I'm great, but I you know I lost one of the people from my movie dropped out, and she's like, oh, that's that's okay, I'll be in your movie, and and I'm just like I took it as an idle you know thing, like you know she wasn't serious. I'm like man, that that'd be aw-. I I said that that that'd be awesome, and she looks at me and she goes, are you serious? And I look at her, I'm like, are you serious? And you know we go back and forth, are you serious? Are you serious? I'm like. And she's like, yeah, just get me the, the script right away. And I'm like, shit, hell yeah. I'm going to go. I got it over there at mile one, which is, is by Cultura, mile one. Um, I'm renting out of there. So uh, went to go. I literally ran and got the fucking script. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, And then I ran back. And, and you know, either she's going to be at Jardin or Cold Brew. So she wasn't at Jardin. I'm like, okay, let me go to Cold Brew. I handed her the script and... and she was all excited about it, and but even then, I was still because you know, just traumatized from from losing. Uh, so like, I mean, I don't even know. I don't know how she's gonna if she's gonna want to do this or not. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. And so the next morning, you know, I had to you know nature call that you know my bladder woke me up and yeah. it was early in the morning and I saw that she had texted me that she stayed up with the script. So, you know, I went and did my business and I came back to the phone and I texted her back and she just immediately like, can I call you right now? I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I spent maybe about an hour with her on the phone and we were just going over the script and I'm just like, holy shit. Like, yes, like, this is awesome. Like, I'm, you know, I started to feel more confident in, in the project. And... um yeah, and then and then I didn't hear from her for like a few days. And I was like, oh shit, I hope she's, oh she didn't she didn't ghost me or you know just all the, the trauma from. Uh, but no, she was in, it, and uh, it is traumatizing. Yeah. Like you you have something set up, and then somebody does like 
you know, not not a you know, this life happens. Yeah, because I, I you know we we've hung out a couple of times, but I I don't to be honest, I didn't know her that well, and you know she said the same thing about me. I did I did watch a little bit of that podcast. So. Yeah. Um. And but now, now that you now, know her, you wish you didn't. Now, I'm no, no, no. Now, <laughs> after this film, I'd say, you know, when they say you cannot be friends with someone, that's the saying that goes, you can't be friends with someone until you've shared a bag of salt. You know, have you ever heard about that? That's the first time I hear about it. First that. time you hear that? It's, it's a saying, it's like, you can't be, yeah. And I, I think with the film, we've shared our bag of salt. It's like, you know, salt is just, it's very bitter. It's, it's, it's you know, it's kind of a journey, like, you know, you eat certain foods, you, that's, you know, it, it either you go through a lot of shit in one moment and you eat your bag of salt right there, or over time you're sharing food. So you're, you're sharing a bag of salt here. So it's, it's either experience or traumatizing shit that gets you to eat that bag yeah. of salt. Um, and that's like the metaphor for like, you know, people you can call friends so yeah that is so, so true. she is definitely my friend after after this after making this film because we we shared that uh bag of salt <laughs> that's awesome and I, I shared it with a lot of people you know a lot of the crew members my you know obviously salt my, slut. i'm kidding <laughs> damn sorry <laughs> no but that's so awesome though mm-hmm. that is awesome um okay so um as we come down towards the end, okay. uh, sorry, uh, I'll be back. Um, would you like to come back on later, some other time? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, well um, what what lies ahead for you now? I mean, like after now that this film is done, and you're gonna go to the, um, well, you're gonna it's gonna be screening in the well at the time of re- recording, it's um, what's well, the beginning of, of February? So then the the, the little the, well, the festival it's in the twenty fourth, right? Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be the twenty fourth on a Saturday. Uh, we don't know with the time slot yet. I, I wish we knew. Um, it's, I guess they're still working on that, but we know it's going to be in the evening. Yeah, it's it's going to be um, from my experience, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. and they usually release the programs uh, like at least during uh, a week before. Yeah, and they put the times of the. But I know Rose has got some people, and and you know I I need to tell people myself and and everybody you know all the crew members everybody's got to tell somebody so it's like just do a JJR yeah. Martin saying it's coming and when it's, it's coming, coming it's gonna be awesome yeah so <laughs> but anyway where were we uh, oh yeah um, what's what's next for you after the after this after the well, film thanks, festival thanks like, to the United States government uh, taxes uh huh I have to work on that. And and yeah, it sucks. I have to get all my info because uh, you know I'm a freelancer. But uh, I know Mira gave us some info because you know they paid us a small commission. But I have to I have to go through all those receipts because this film wasn't really, you know, this wasn't a business thing. So I don't know how that's gonna work. I got to talk to somebody. Yeah, pretty much. But I, I have to get all the info. So this next week I'm gonna spend looking for tax info. And as as far as on the long in the long run. Play some fucking video games this <laughs> month, uh, for sure. And then when I get back to it, I'm gonna. I need to, actually. I need to talk to my business partner, uh, Carlos Guerra. He's he actually, you know, he's he's one of the executive producers on the film. He wasn't on the set or anything, but he provided us with the you know the sound, like certain materials, uh, the tripod, all all this stuff. So he gets he gets executive uh, producer credit. Yeah. So, what kind of genres do you hope to tackle in film? Like, do you see yourself doing a horror? 
or do you see yourself doing comedy or drama? I don't see myself doing horror, but I think most of the people Show's think over. my stuff is horror. <laughs> it's just natural. Like I just, it just, uh, I, I just do stuff and it creeps people out. So it's already uh, automatically categorized. I know or, how I know how that feels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but that's that's kind of the truth. I just I like creepy things. Like I like weird weirdness and and, and uh, like I'd say my favorite type of horror movies are not so much. I don't like these jump scares, but the ones that like kind of have creature feature where where you know they take time with the prostate, they make this monster yeah. that's memorable. You know that those are the, like when I went out. Well, where I was living over there in, in L.A., we went to the Hollywood Horror Nights in uh universal studios yeah so the, what they do is they they have like these haunted houses based on movies yeah which is freaking awesome like I, I freaking loved it and you know my girlfriend at the time it was it was so funny because it was her and her friend and they were just scared of, you know they were behind me and i'm I'm just going to these places with a big old fucking smile on my face and i'm just like <laughs> oh dude this is awesome but the, the 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 performers in, in those haunted houses took cue and they they saw me like oh this guy's not gonna like this guy's just enjoying it so they would they would make it a point to scare my girlfriend behind me and it's like oh god like oh yeah it would be all it was, it was funny like and, and that would just like make it even better like oh that's awesome like <laughs> look back and like oh that's I'm so the cool. same way too dude when yeah. i um when i went to well when it was first released uh terrifier 2 and it was like all the gore and stuff like oh, everybody's like oh, oh and i'm just like yes so <laughs> is, yeah. i'm probably gonna be like that like at a, at a I, I have i've been wanting to go to like these uh fr- when they have them here in, in town the, oh, the horror conventions no not, not the horror conventions but the the haunts that they have here oh, in town. Oh, okay, those haunted houses. I want to, yeah. uh, I want to go because, like, suppose, but they like to go all out. Like, there's just one per, uh, friend that I know that's, I don't, more of an acquaintance. Sorry, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah, yeah, you're cool it. though. Yeah. Uh, but he did cancel. But that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> you're cool though. <laughs> uh, but though, like, he did, um, he would help out with some of the doing like the commercials for like the haunts here in town. Oh, okay. So, but, um, but yeah, I would like to go to the haunts, but the, I do go to the conventions, but that's a different story in a different podcast and I'll probably talk about it later. Gotcha. Um, but, but as far as genres, I, I mean, I, I, I do, do feel yourself, like I like them all. I like, do you see like, yourself doing an action film or a buddy comedy? How about raunchy comedy? You think you could bring back the raunchy comedies? I would, but you know, if I were to do raunchy comedy, it'd be more like, you know, those kind of Judd Apatow yeah. ones where they're, it's, it's, I guess the, if I were to do a uh, raunchy comedy, it wouldn't be like it. It would be a something that's not so obvious and superficial. Yeah, it w- it would just be kind of like, like wait, you know, like you watch it and at the end of the movie you realize, wait, this was a fucking raunchy comedy I just watched. Like <laughs> what the fuck? Like wow! Like you know, because I, I, I like to I like to do thought provoking things. No matter what the fuck it is, no matter what genre it is, I I want to do stuff that makes people think you know and, and you know just unexpected uh things in the narrative because because i i feel like everything is too predictable now because we we always follow this formula yeah and you know the going going back to this uh to this um movie yes is that that i do feel like it's almost like it, i can't categorize this in a genre because it does feel like it's a little, it's all over. The narrative is not all over the place, but the style of movie is all over the place. Right. 
because it starts off like really weird like like you know you see like laser like these these lights and then it starts off kind of comical then it goes kind of comical and then it gets to kind of like real you know real you know, slice of life but but kind of serious and then it goes into ridiculousness and then it just ends in drama and it was i i think it was you know and this is all in 10 minutes and i think it was a perfect representation of this city right because it's almost like you know like the the, the narrative is is consistent but the style is not so it's almost like the movie's got an identity crisis which I feel this city does, definitely, like hands down. Excellent. So I, I I feel like there is a lot of symbolism in this film. It might not be very obvious, but it you know, I don't know how people are gonna take this film. I mean, I don't know. I I'm kind of numb to it myself because I've been editing so hard with it. It happens. So yeah. Well, one of my final questions that like I want to bring up because um, it has to do with um. With what we've been talking, kind of what we've been talking about, but have you seen any of the films from Lars von Trier? Lars von Trier. Okay, that's the other guy. I get confused with those other guys, yeah. Jasper and and <laughs> who's Lars Lars von Trier again? He did. Um, he did *Nymphomaniac*. Uh, yeah, he did the and that oh, was shit. *Nymphomaniac*. Uh, it was oh, the ones that my best there. friend oh, kind of *Melancholia*. *Melancholia*. I, that's the only one I've seen. Yeah, yes. the um, what's it called? Like the it's. It was like his depression trilogy. Yes. Uh, sort of anti, well, loose, it was a depression trilogy and the films aren't connected, but they all have to do with a type of depression. Or, yeah. Um, Antichrist, Melancholia, and then Fomaniac. And then after that, he did, um, The House That Jack Built, which was really, you know, pretty what? good. I need to watch those. I, I, I only see Melancholia. And the thing is, I, I myself, I've, you know, I've dealt, I've dealt with a lot of depression. Yeah. I would say I'm a, what do you, what do you, a self advocate yeah. for that stuff? Because I'm not, I mean, I'm not a professional. It's just by experience. I, you know, I've, I've had my depression and yeah, I can't diagnose anybody, but I can relate to, to people that, that have, well, not, I can't say that either because no, depression mean, is different for everybody. It, it, it is different for everybody yeah. and everybody goes through it different ways. And so, like, I know I have my own deal, thoughts with mm-hmm. it. And honestly, like, doing the show, has really helped me with my depression and having something to do and focus on. Well, I would say, yeah, doing this film really kind of helped me out a little bit. And, you know, even after it was done, I was kind of like, oh, man, I hope I'm not, like, falling back into it. But um, it, it happens. Because, yeah. yeah. like, um, and this is this is a part of the one of the questions I have mm-hmm. um, about la- avoiding laziness. Because okay, this is how um, this is how what happens to me. It's like I'll record the show. I'll record like five shows, and I'll be like, "Cool, I'm being down for it." But between the recording and the editing, I just get so lazy and somewhat depressed—not totally depressed, but just somewhat lost. But when I start the editing process, I just get so lost in that world, and you know, I get focused. I get you know, boom, 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 you know, and. Do you... I mean, I, I don't have an, an answer for that. I just know, you know, I only have my experience Yeah. with with this. And, and you know, my experience was that, okay, you know, we're done shooting. We, 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 half of us ended up getting COVID. Yeah. So I Get out. had to rest. <laughs> you know, I, I had to rest after, after the filming. We still had to shoot uh, B-roll. 
but I had to rest for a while. But I, you know, I, I just remember like, you know, once I started getting energy back, I just started editing. Like I didn't even, I didn't give it a second thought. Like I was just like, I have to start already. Yeah. So as, as far as, I don't know, with laziness, it's hard because, you know, with depression, you, you cannot call it laziness because it, it's, it's just more of, of, you don't have the energy to do You're right. certain things. But with this film, I just knew that, no, I have, like, it's, we have a deadline. We have to freaking do it. I think, it, I think when the goals are there. Yes. It, I, I, I guess that's probably, you know, because I, I can't speak on laziness because I'm, I haven't not been born, bo- bored, born, bored since I was a kid. Like, I have not experienced boredom. I cannot say, like, and I'm thinking, like, man, you know what? It's important to kind of be bored because of the creative process, but I have not been bored in, in decades. You know, and then we owe that all to the internet now. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to answer that, you know, the, about the laziness because I, I just... Well, just like the procrastination, yeah. like, you, like you said, like you said, so you, have, you, you know you have a deadline, but you kind of keep pushing and doing other things when, I, you're supposed yeah. to do other, when you're supposed to do the main thing. Well, that's the thing. I think because when you know you have that deadline, you, I, I don't, I don't procrastinate. I just did. I just went ahead and did. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you have to take your breaks. Because that was the thing. I, I felt like I was working really hard on this thing where, where I was like, I had to kind of stop myself. Okay, no, I need I need my break right now. And there were a couple times where I was editing and I fell asleep. I fell asleep in the middle of the freaking edit. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, COVID at the same time. So I don't know. Like, uh, it's it's really hard for me to answer that that question about laziness because I just feel like, when you have a time crunch, you, there's no time to be lazy. You just right. have to do what you can. Because the thing is, you know, and a part of that process was I had to look at tutorials and figure out what I was doing. And and I cannot say that that was just being lazy. Because even during my breaks, like, I take a little break. I'm, I'm not editing, but I'm watching tutorials on, on okay, how, how do I do this process? So... I, you know, it's, I think you're more lazy when it's, it's something that you don't want to do. When it's something that you want to do, like you, you have passion for it. There's, I mean, for me, I felt like laziness was out the window. I just, cause I just, I just really wanted to do this. And even now, like, I feel like the film could still use a couple of tweaks here and there. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I really do. And that not and when you say that right now about that the film could use some a uh, couple of tweaks, mm-hmm. it just um, reminds me of what George Lucas said. Oh God, when, I don't want to be that guy. No, 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 no. But he's great. He's no, no, great. no, he's great. I'm but not, like, I'm, but, I don't but, want to throw him under the bus with all the haters. But no, but like, yeah. but what he said, you know, that like if films aren't finished, they're just yeah. abandoned. You know, because like he, he like he kept going back yeah. and doing these tweaks to the to the, the yeah, trilogy, the only, but the because only, he just never yeah. felt that like it was done that yeah that's that's the thing i I would like to avoid because i i do feel like that you know you have to be able to finish like once it's done it's got to be done you know at some after a certain point yes i understand if you want to release your special editions yeah you have ideas later on just do that do that one and then okay just leave it alone but he he keeps going for it he keeps doing it and the thing is he he also got rid of the original stuff and that's that's i think that's where a lot of people have beef with this guy oh yeah 
but I, you know, at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm empathetic enough to see, you know, like, you know, this was his baby, you know, this was his baby and he, he still wants to live it. He wants to live with it. And I get it. But, you know, after, after a certain point, it's no longer your film anymore. Like it's, it's out there like this was no longer our film is this thing, you know, I'm doing a podcast here. I wasn't expecting any of this stuff. Well, yeah. that's oh god, that's another that's for another episode okay. cliffhanger there. Mm-hmm. But that 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 just what you just said and like you know once it's out there, it's not yours. It belongs to everybody because like a yeah. And uh, this is too much of a rabbit hole. I don't want to go that deep into. But yes, <laughs> when it comes to like fandom and then the toxic fandom, how oh, like that god, they yeah. think they know this and that and they shouldn't do this and that again. It's just like. It's once it's out there, it's like you said, like it's not yours. It, it people think that they own it, yeah, when they don't. But it's it's really it's that's funny that you're mentioning that because I feel like everybody turned on George Lucas when he did those prequels, yeah, and then now people are loving those prequels, and then now they're hating the sequels, and now they're sucking George Lucas's dick, yeah. Like it's yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, these people like. No, the same yeah. thing. Like this, like look at um, the perfect example is like you know um, when it came to Wednesday, and everybody was all like, "Oh, Christina Ricci, Christina Ricci, Christina Ricci," and then oh, they get then they get yeah. Jenna Otanga like, "Oh no, no, she we don't want her, it. we don't want her, we hate her, we hate her," and then she does good, and now everybody's sucking her tits. Well, yeah, metaphorically. Like, yeah, that was the same thing with Daniel Craig uh, playing Bond because it was like, "Oh, he's got he's a blonde, blonde hair actor." Yeah. And then now, I don't know who's going to play Bond. I, I would have been happy with Idris Elba. I would have been great, you know? Yeah. But unfortunately, there was, you know, I can't even say. If you yell racism, everybody gets offended. Oh, I'm not racist. Well, look what yeah. happened to Army Hammer. Oh. Poor guy, man. I, I don't know what happened. I, I just heard something about. I don't know, but he hammered that dude in that one other movie. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wrong button. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was his character. His character. Insidio. Insidio. You gotta love that movie. That uh, was it. Uh, Call me by your name. Yeah. Good movie. Good. Movie. I heard. I had to see that one. Um, last question before we go. Uh, where's my? I took the thick screen off the thing. Uh, no, no. I think I got everything. Awesome. Um. So. Um. Do you have any shout-outs or plugs aside from the Hadin? Hadin? Um, oh, uh, on the Rocks. Oh, on yeah, the on the Rocks. rocks. Definitely. At, at 1110 Lincoln Street. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I found out they're open on Sundays. So it's like, well, you know, it's because the thing is I don't I don't go and drink frequently. But, yeah. you know, one of these days, you know, it's like I want to go and venture off of myself. I, at least I know now. Well, again, like, I'm, I, like right now my car's in the shop. I hope it gets out this week. But like I'm like stuck in my dad's truck and I'm and it uses a lot of gas so I don't really want oh, to gotcha, drive gotcha. that too mad that many yeah. places like unless it, unless it's to work to record or get go to the store to get in my fun and drink or to eat gotcha but like I really don't go out much but even oh, then like I just meal, yeah I just I'm just happy just being at home watching a film and reading and researching and oh, doing all I, these funny things that. yeah do you That's... have any recommendations? Recommendations. Do you have like, is there anything far? like you want to recommend or just like, like if you have, there's anything that you just saw or like interested in or whatever? It could be movies, music, books, you know, Damn. drugs. 
No drugs. I mean, I, I, I play video. I play video games, but um, anything that I can recommend, um, get off your damn phones, man. Seriously, like, like if you if you go somewhere and you're hanging out with a bunch of people, don't don't like check your phone every freaking minute. Like, you know, hang, be in the moment. Oh, that is my recommendation. That is... I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a philosopher. I'm not a guru or anything like that. But and be less of an asshole when you're out and about. Like, don't, don't be arrogant. Don't think that you know everything because you don't. That is you so know? true. Because like even um, double ignorance is is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Because like I know like even though I um. Even though I do this show and I do my research and stuff, like I don't know everything. No, definitely. I've I always welcome to learn okay, new but stuff, but double, double-edged sword to that. You know, I know I don't know everything, but then when I when I you know when I exp- express my curiosity, these predators just fucking come in. Oh, this motherfucker! I can manipulate this motherfucker. Yeah. And it's funny because when when they when I start to see, I like, know oh, he can't, motherfucker. Like no. Oh no! Or <laughs> yeah. they try to like say something like. Like if you read they try up on to put you down, no, not put you down, like but like if they try, if if you know you read up on something, and like you know what you read, mm-hmm. and if they try to contradict that reading and tell you something else or go more deep, yeah. it's like you're trying to fuck with me because that's not what yeah. what I found. Yeah, yeah. And if you try to <laughs> argue with them at that, then they'll just like go more. So it's just kind of like okay, they'll like, just what? go into their own argument. I'm yeah. like, no, you're. You're not even listening. No, uh, like there's yeah, this one, there's this one <laughs> idiot that I had to unfriend. I'll probably end it with this. Mm-hmm. There's this one idiot I had to unfriend on Facebook because he was just, you know, like you know, arrogant, like, arrogant, mm-hmm. and when it, he would message me out of nowhere, out of mm-hmm. nowhere, and talked like because like he's a wrestling fan, yeah. so like and I'm a you know like, yes I like wrestling too, but like you know like I don't I'm sorry people I don't like AEW it it it's it's just there I don't like it like I like. You know, sorry, I grew up on WWE. It's okay. I like it. But I'm not going to put the other company down, at least not all the time. But he was all like, oh, AEW this, AEW this. And then when CM Punk got fired, like, oh, the cancer's back. Like, you want to debate me? Debate me. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this with you. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you starting problems? Like, there's like, what the fuck? Like, and then, and then I just, let him go in front of him the other night because I just like, and he probably, oh, if, yeah, if, yeah, if, no, if he, if he it. hears his podcast, he probably knows who he is, uh-huh. but it's just like, okay, he brought up the whole Ghostbusters thing and I'm like, oh my God, like fierce. He was like, oh, one and two are the best in Afterlight. I'm not going to mention the other one. And I'm like, you piece of shit. Again, fan, again, the toxicity of the fandom, it's just all like, like I know I'm, I'll say gatekeeping or it's uh, it's beyond gatekeeping. It's just like so terrible. Mm-hmm. Again, that's a whole episode altogether. But um, thank you, thank you, Jason. Oh, for I, I do want to give those okay. shout outs. Oh yeah, I, go I, for I, it. I didn't go down the list, but uh, Isabella, Isabella, Guardiola, she's freaking amazing, man. She, you know, she's, she's twenty years old. Wrote most of the film, and you know, she knew what she wanted out of it. And, you know, I tried to, you know, we, it was a collaboration between both of us. Like, we, you know, we both wanted to make this into something. Vicky, oh, man, Vicky, uh, Victoria Ramos, artist, local artist, um, you know, does a lot of stage work and stuff. 
So the set design, man, she was freaking. She took care of Rose also. Like, yeah. Freaking phenomenal. Like I owe her my freaking life. Like she needs. If she ever needs a favor, I'm fucking there. You know, I'm I'm right there. Um, and you know Edgar, Edgar, our uh, director of photography. You know, I you know I'm I'm just hoping this movie is gonna open a lot of opportunities for him, whether it works for me or someone else. I'm not you know I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna gate. Speaking of gatekeeping, I'm not gonna gatekeep anybody in this film. You know, I, I want the opportunities to, to expand. You know, they, yeah. um, you know, Dave, David Bettis as well. He's he, you know, he's a sound guy, and you know, I I, I think I, I kind of you know worried him a little bit because the sound, uh, those the, it's like a scene where the sound wasn't that great. But no, man, David, the sound was awesome. I I was able to save it. Every everything worked out. Uh, Norma. Also, Norma Ortiz, she uh, part of LFS. She really helped out a lot. She helped us with the. She hooked us up with the lights because uh, my, you know, my partner was is kind of he's got his hands tied right now, so he couldn't get involved in his and uh, business partner. Let's let's not start rumors here. <laughs> a business not partner. Not there's anything wrong. With yeah, you. not that there's anything wrong with that. Of course, no, I'm, I'm you know definitely an ally here. Um. Her Lake Rose, oh my God, man, she really saved our ass with this. You know what? And and you know she's. I I have to say that you know the like you know when people were acting, people were getting into the film. When she the, the moment she did her first scene, that was the moment that everybody was just. You know, because I, I, that first day of filming was a shit show. I'm not gonna lie, it was bad like I, I was losing my shit i didn't know like oh my god like nothing was working out the moment that Herleka rose acted that first scene she became the glue that just everybody was just i'm all in right like every everybody just didn't wanted to like you know what they, they saw the art they saw the craft of it and it was just like holy shit okay like thank you know that's awesome. whatever you know and Jasmine, Jasmine, oh my God, she she's the she's the the lead, uh, Jasmine Quintero, and holy crap, it was it was just so crazy because you know, uh, Isabella wrote the script and it it was almost catered to her without us even knowing about that, right? Because right? she's she's from San Antonio, she's coming, she's living here in Laredo, and she thinks it's a freaking weird place. It's like. Dude, like this, this, this character is not from Laredo, but her parents are, which was kind of, you know, we didn't know that about her, but apparently that was her. <laughs> Serendipity. So, yeah. So it was, it was awesome and, and it worked out and, and man, you know, like, I, and I know I put her through a lot, like, cause you know, there's just a lot of waiting and, and me trying to figuring stuff out. And I think <laughs> she talked to me one time. And I was so much in thought that I I did not like respond to her, and I feel bad for that. I'm like, oh shit, like really, like that fucking happened. Oh god, and I apologized to her and everything. But man, she, you know, 15 years old, she she does some tremendous stuff here. So cool, yeah, awesome. Well, I, I really cannot wait to see this film. Yeah, it sounds awesome, and oh, uh, I'll be there at the. That uh, I, I always feel that pressure when everybody's like, "I want to see the film." Like, well, it's, it happens, <laughs> yeah. but it's gonna it's gonna come around. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you, man, oh. so much. I really appreciate you taking your time to be on the show. It kind of went a longer than expected, oh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Thank did you. you. Did you have fun? I, I had did a lot of fun. fun it was it was so comfortable. I I talked more than. I expected, and I, I felt like I got really philosophical. It was great. It's it's all good, dude. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Like we're all about philosophy here. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back to, I'm probably gonna get into the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But going back to what you said about, um, it just reminds me about the moment. Um, this reminds me of the of a, no, cause I hear Michael Rosenbaum, um, who was uh, Lex Luthor in Smallville. Oh, but like yeah. he has a podcast, oh, and it's yeah. it's it's all about. Um, He's you know, had this for decades already, though, right? I think like five years. I think no, I think. No, more uh, than 10 years. 10 I years, think, dude, I think. More was, than that. I, I know he's one of the reasons why I got into podcasting. Like, he's, so, he's one of my... Because in, in the mid uh, uh, decade of the, the first decade of the 2000s. Yeah. I, I think he already had it then. Like, yeah. 2005, maybe. No, I just... No? No, he just uh, started... Um, I, I just saw a clip recently, and I, I swear it was like, I was like, what? Like, he had it back then. Probably late Pro- decade of that. that yeah. Those, or that first decade. Maybe, um, but no, like he's all about mental health, and you know he's like mm-hmm. so calm and nourishing. But like you know, like one of the things like you know, it's like always like you know, like you know, be present. You oh, know, definitely. Like in you know, like state, like you know, like be present, like and something be that in is the moment. Yeah, be in the be moment, be in the be moment, be in the now. Like stay present, you know, and like something that like um like his ther- therapist told him, it's like you know, you have your right your right leg is the past, and your left leg is the future, but you're pissing in the moment. Yeah. Like, you know, it's nice. like be present and like, you know, like just, you know, be, it's, you know, it's just all about like, you know, being in the moment and being grateful, Great. showing your gratitude, gratefulness, and just, just being a good person. Uh, that's the best way I can sum it up with. But yes, yeah, just like, don't totally be resonate. an asshole. <laughs> yes. Oh, just like, you know. I remember this one dude who would say asshole, but he would say asshole. <laughs> asshole. And I remember because I was working with this guy, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you're out there, Oscar. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I he probably won't hear this shit. No, but I, I just I won't. just remember I just remember him like being tough that first day, and I called him out I'm like, dude, I don't know this shit. I'm like, I got a muscle memory of this shit. And then the next day he's like, I'm sorry, Jason. I I know I was being a bit of an asshole. <laughs> like, it was a co coworker of mine back back in Encino. So <laughs> <laughs> it sounds Encino. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh well. well, thank you again so much, Jason, for being here. I hope we could have you back again, awesome. and uh, no, we could yeah, talk be, about be, um, films and stuff. In back. fact, yeah. in fact, I would love for you um, if you ever come back again. I would love for you first to talk about um, the house that Jack built. It's it's from again Lars Frontier's latest film. It's very f- most of his films are. Um, oh, make sure I watch it, even if it's the day before. Well. <laughs> It's kind of reminds me somewhat like Nymphomaniac, and oh, I know he's, pre- but you know how like it, no, it, but when you said Depression trilogy, I need to watch that now. Now I'm like, I need it's, to it's learn like, about myself. It's, like, it's, it's 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 like the first part. It's like the grieving husband and wife over the child, but like it kind of gets, it's it's just like it's a weird film, but like it also does throws in some like folklore into it, and then the other one, the Melancholia, you know about the world ending. But the nymphomaniac, it's just like okay. The reason why I mentioned it, it's like you know, like throughout the whole film, you know, you saw like they're always talking about philosophy and things like that, and animals yeah. and things. It's just, it's just like so weird, but like it's so intriguing. I think those are usually called existential films when yes. it, when it's about like yeah, like so yes, it's dark like that, yeah. 
But yes, yeah, like uh, yes, uh, yeah. that's one film that we we could talk about. Like you know, if we, well, we could talk about any film if you want. You know, guests always choose us. But um, thank you again so much oh, for man, being on the you. show, this, dude. This was awesome, dude. Really I appreciate I, I, you. I've never done a podcast, and this was like, I had fun. Yeah. I'm gonna say I had a lot of fun, and I, I just you know had a lot of insight that I didn't even know I had. So <laughs> you don't know. Dude. I don't. I don't talk about this stuff. Really, it, really. It's all good, dude. It's so, all good. Thank awesome. you so much again, dude, and. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Go ahead and check us out. Um, yeah, just go ahead and like, check out our old episodes and follow us on Patreon if you want to support the show. As always, um, Patreon re- perverts. <laughs> oh, I think I stole that from another dude, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. He probably won't hear this. Okay. Maybe one of his friends will hear this and it'll tell him. But um, thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Remember to keep on shining. And as Tim says, brush your teeth. Share to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram at Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review or email us at troglodytehacf at gmail.com altogether lowercase. If you want to support the podcast, join our Patreon.